Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bezel Banter, a podcast that covers different topics, including travel, various gear, and of course, watches. I'm Leslie. And I'm Ernesto. And today we're talking about dress watches. Uh, so in these very interesting times, we're asking ourselves some questions about what defines a dress watch and what place they have in our collection as well. Yeah, but before we get started on this topic of dress watches, Leslie, what are you wearing on your wrist today? Well, today I think I'm wearing my dressiest watch, at least the dressiest watch I have in my collection. It's my uh, mysterious IWC uh, in rose gold. Oh, look at you. Is that is that <laughs> is that the one that's going to be gifted to me in, like, later? <laughs> <laughs> in exchange for which one is it already oh yeah i forgot no, about that i forgot about that deal <laughs> no that is an amazing that is an amazing timepiece I, I love the fact that it's a manual wind and it just kind of it just goes towards the history and it shows it has so many cues from the history of uh of iwc's portuguese but they kick it up a notch in that pink gold amazing yeah i know so right cool. i know i know what about you what are you wearing to today i'm on the other end of the spectrum i'm actually wearing a vintage rolex date just so this is a hey. reference 1603 um it did come with a bracelet but i'm actually wearing it on a strap i and i usually do and this is a birth year watch for me i'm not giving Even you the better. year because i don't need anybody like doing the math <laughs> as they listen but um this this watch me I kind of wear as a dress watch. I wear it when I'm dressed up in suits and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, but we'll, we'll have this conversation. We'll go ahead and start getting into yeah. the nitty gritties of these dress watches. So what, what, what size is it? Oh, it's a 36 millimeter. 36. It's, nice. It's small. So I'm wearing a 43 and you're wearing a 36. Nice. I like that. Okay. <laughs> I, I know everybody's listening that they're just, they're judging right now. They're like, what, what is Ernesto doing with a 36 millimeter? <laughs> no, I'm not at all. I'm, I, I think it's, we're going there to like, you know, guys wearing 36 millimeter, you know, more and more. Yeah, and I, I think they look great. I didn't used to think that I used to think it looked too small, but maybe I'm changing too. And, uh, I think, uh, I think a small watch looks you know, better and better and actually looks very good. So, and I, and I think I, I, I saw it very quickly and I, and I love the, the strap that you're wearing it on. Oh, thank you. Appreciate yeah, that. I think it's spot on. Um, but anytime you want to trade, feel free. I'll <laughs> trade you this one for the IWC that you have oh, on your wrist. On, hey, now we're talking Rolex and not Oris anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm going to wait a little bit and see what else coming, coming up <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm man. kidding. I'm, yeah, this is this one's special. So, uh, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So anyway, right. we're, yes. the topic today is about dress watches. So I think before we get started and start sharing all of our thought processes behind dress watches, maybe we should like define what a dress watch is, at least what we think a dress watch is. Mm -hmm. And uh, ladies first. Oh, <laughs> oh, thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. Because I thought a lot about this and um, I'm having a hard time defining it. Um, because what I would consider dress watches for some of them, oh, everyone's like, what? That's not a dress watch. And for me, they just scream dress watches. And so I think it has to do first and foremost with the personality of the watch, not what it was designed for. Okay. Sure, some watches are designed to be worn on more dressier occasions. Um, 
But if you look at, you know, the aura of that watch and, and the feeling it gives you, it kind of like will tell you or you'll at, you'll interpret it this way uh, mm. and, and you'll find situations that you want to dress, that you want to wear it more than others. Um, material also, I think, is very important. Gold has a tendency for me to scream dress watch regardless of the the size regardless of the style of the watch okay. precious metal gives it um yeah this this feel that it's meant to be um worn in, a, in an occasion that's more formal okay i can appreciate that mm-hmm. yeah and and i mean typically it's it's a smaller size smaller you know mm-hmm. diameter thinner um i would say something a little bit more um Oh, what's the word that I was thinking of? I, I don't want to say sensitive, um, but something, a watch that you have to be more careful about. Okay. Uh, you have right. to kind of like baby it a little bit more. It's not going to be as shock absorbent. So the case is going to be thinner. Not necessarily, but if you see a smaller watch, a thinner watch, generally you'll tend yeah, to feel like it's it's a dressier watch. Yeah, I agree with that. There's something to do with like the case shape too. I, mm-hmm. I do tend to agree with you. Like with a smaller uh, dial, a smaller mm-hmm. case. Yeah, that yeah. tends to be more of a dress watch in my mind. Mm-hmm. And and one thing that I usually think about is like the water resistance. And if the water resistance is like 30 <laughs> or yeah. like 50, I mean, oftentimes yeah. that's the dress watch. It's rare mm-hmm. to see like a 200 meter dress watch. Uh, that has that kind of water resistance. But I totally agree with you too. Like precious metals, there there are some watches out there that are not meant to be dress watches, but because they're in a precious metal, they look a little bit dressier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And an example that comes to mind for me is like the, when you look at the Zenith El Primero, now that's mm-hmm. like, to me, that's an everyday chrono, right? So it's got a mm-hmm. date. It's, I don't think it's really a dress watch. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes you can change the strap on that and make it look a little bit dressier. But in my mm-hmm. mind, it's still an everyday watch. It's not a dress yeah. watch. But yeah. then you put it in gold and you're like, oh, that's a little bit dressier now. Yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I, I totally agree. And uh, to go with that, a sub, for example, every day, although you can definitely wear it in a dressier occasion. Like I remember I love wearing my sub, wearing a suit. It just looks so, so good. But you put it in gold, it's a dress watch for me. And I know it's supposed to be a diver originally, and but put it in gold and, and that's it. For me, it's, uh, it's a dress watch. Okay. You know, I'm a huge fan of yours, but I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. It's still a diver, according to the ISO. According to the ISO I know, ISO it was designed as a diver. Right, right. But it's totally not a diver. You like. Who is going to, I mean, I'm sure there's some people that might, but I don't know. It it just, it, it might look amazing in the water and I don't know, shark might think you're a fish because you know, you're all shiny, but. Right. You're just attracting (laughs) barracudas at that point. (laughs) No, so, but I, I I can kind of see what you're saying, but I just think it just becomes a more posh diver. (laughs) Not necessarily a, not necessarily a dress watch. Well, it can be dressy and posh at the same time, no? <laughs> no, but that, that blue bezel, blue dial sub in gold, 
So when I think of a dress watch, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. more like Calatrava's. I'm thinking more like, I'm thinking more like um, F.P. Jorn. I'm thinking more like, I don't know, even the Vacheron. Some F.P. Jorn can be dressy, but I would feel like more um, maybe every day. Okay, so that that's interesting because there are things. So this Datejust that I'm wearing is an everyday watch. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. a dress watch, but mm-hmm. I wear it as a dress watch. And you said mm-hmm. something earlier too, like things that are things that are designed previously as a sports watch. For example, your Reverso, right? So you have a Gigi Lecoult Reverso yeah. that was designed as a sports watch, right, for yeah. polo players. But like, I see a lot of people wear that as a dress watch. It's for me. It's one of the dressiest watch that that exist. The reverso and that case size. Because I thought about it too, and the case shape. I mean, is really also what makes me think it's a dress watch. Because uh, another dress watch that's like really up there is the the Malte from Vacheron Constantin. Mm-hmm. It's same thing. It's one of the dressiest watch I can think of. And um, it's a tonneau shape, the Cartier Cartier Tank, uh, Tank Française, Tank American, Tank Centré, Tank Louis Cartier. They are so uh, elegant and refined um, in regards, you know, size, a thinness, a metal too. Agree. Um, but it, it, yeah, it has to do also with the shape, I think. There's some shapes that are going to be, for me at least, that I'm considering dressier. Isn't that interesting, though, how like the culture has changed what it was before and what mm-hmm. it's worn as today? I mean, like yeah. because a lot of people, I guess people could still wear it as an everyday watch. But like to me, it, it is kind of a dressier watch. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's changed so much. Like you were not supposed it was like a, a fashion faux pas, like they say, when you were wearing a diver with a suit before. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, you couldn't do that. No, it's like, huh, just, it just looks awesome. Um, honestly, the Daytona kind of is um, borderline dressy for me, especially the new one with that black um, ceramic bezel. It's a little shiny mm-hmm. and it, it has some contrast. It makes me think of uh, like, like the Reverso, like the Malt. Um, like the uh, Blancpain 55 M2, it makes me think of a tuxedo when I see it with that contrast, those lines, um, the, you know, the, the kind of like, it makes me think of the, the fabric and the material of the suit. Yeah. So, so what's your take then? I know that, you know, with that new Zenith that came out, which mm-hmm. has different style cues similar to the Daytona because it's mm-hmm. now got that ceramic bezel. Like what's your take on that watch? Has that become a dressier watch as well too? Um, I, I think it's a bit more versatile simply because the contrast, there's not as much contrast. Mm-hmm. It's not just like so much of a, a white dial and, uh, you know, black bezel or like a completely black bezel, uh, like a black dial and black bezel. So it has a little bit less of, uh, of contrast and there's, so it's a bit more versatile. I mean, they both are extremely versatile, honestly. You wear them yeah. with shorts, with jeans, you wear them with a suit, and they look fantastic. But if we were to compare both, I would think um, it's a little more... Sof- like the, the Daytona is a bit more sophisticated, very slightly, and the Zenith is 
slightlier, like a, a very slightly, like it's sportier a little bit more. Right. It, it'll be interesting to see, like I've never seen one in the metal, so I don't know oh, like yeah, how same. it compares to mm-hmm. what a Daytona is. The Daytona, in my opinion, wears a little bit smaller mm-hmm. um, yeah. than a 40 millimeter. It almost feels like a 30. Especially, yeah, the, the, the uh, version prior to the um, ceramic bezel. That one wears... Agree, smaller. Yes, because of, mm-hmm. because of the case shape, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at yeah. the way the lugs are shaped too. And maybe that's another style cue that like you look at dress watches, the lug shapes oftentimes mm-hmm. can kind of give away. Um, what's interesting was you said to me, this was a totally different topic or different conversation that you and I had. You know, my um, the Grand Seiko GMT, you look mm. at that as a dress watch. Yes, yeah. But but the um, the quartz that I have in that 60th anniversary, you don't think it's a dress watch. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, you know, so it's kind of interesting because the shape of the case, I guess. Yeah, it's the shape of the case, the bracelet. Although sometimes even with a bracelet, like um, the day just can be extremely, you know, dressy too, if you, if you wanted it to be. Um, leather tend to make a bit of a difference but i don't know it's it's the polish the zaratsu polishing on that case for the uh 221 mm-hmm. that's absolutely amazing you have that crystal that's beautiful and then you have that dial which is like a sort of eggshell and i know there's a specific term and i always forget about that term um but it's made to replicate the silk and you know silk kimonos or japanese silk at least sure, and sure. so that dial and everything about it is really sophisticated. And yes, you can wear it every day. But for me, it has more like, yeah, it has that aura of, of, of you know, being well-dressed and, and knowing, you know, fashion. And and I don't know. But yeah, it, it just speaks to me that way. So in today's environment, right, with this whole pandemic, mm-hmm. I've been going in and out of healthcare settings and and hospitals a little bit more frequently because they're kind of lifting some bands in the area. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to get in face-to-face meetings, but you know, you walk around the hallways and you still don't see a lot of suits walking around. Yeah. In fact, in today's, in today's environment, I'm not even wearing a tie. I'm oftentimes just wearing a sports coat and pair of slacks. And even if we were wearing suits, I see a lot of guys out there wearing non-dress watches with their suits. Mm -hmm. And they're wearing divers and they're wearing, you mm-hmm. know, I've seen guys throw, pull off a Panerai. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that's a totally different look with a suit. So, I mean, is, is, and I don't mean to, you know, create some kind of controversy, but is, is the dress watch even needed anymore? That's a very good question. I think it's the meaning behind what we're wearing and when is completely changing. So I would say, yes, it's still needed because we still are attracted to that style. Mm -hmm. Uh, We might not wear it as much as before. And uh, we might not have the same, I want to say, education around um, how to dress. Meaning before there there were codes, right? You go somewhere, you would see you know, uh, brand presidents, for example, brand, uh, of like, you know, very famous uh, watch brands, the, mm-hmm. you know, US or even French or European brand presidents would wear suit and tie with, you know, dress shoes. And 
little by little, that changed completely. And the trend last 2019, at least, because last year the trend was just to stay home. Uh, but right, in right. 2019 <laughs> was that they would wear, you know, jeans, a white shirt, a very brand new white sneakers. That was like everyone's go-to shoes. Like, I swear, you could copy-paste brand new bright white sneaker shoes and then they had you know like a sort of dress shirt with a um with a, you know a jacket or a sport coats or something like that and then yeah. the watch was really like an accessory again and we're we're getting away from formal mm -hmm. and also we don't have that education that you know you have to dress like this so, you know, if you're wearing this, then you have to wear that or, you know, things like this. We don't wear cufflinks anymore. No French cuff, which I, I think is very, very sad because I love this. Um, but with French cuff, you had to wear a smaller watch to go, you know, under the, the cuff, under the sleeves. Right. Well, yeah. now you don't have that. And honestly, who cares? Because it's not a fashion faux pas again to just show off your watch if it's just, you know, bulge out of your jacket or it, it's fine uh, and, and so because we don't really we were not raised this way so much and it wasn't so strict and now there's a democratization of watch collecting so you have a little bit of money you're collecting watches you're looking at what other people are doing and so you're kind of creating your own trend right and um so yeah we're stepping away there's still events, though, that will call are, are people from maybe a certain class. Oh, I hate to say it, but, you know, if you're from a certain class or upper class, there's still codes that you kind of live by because, you know, you have to show that you know the right way of doing things. And, and so those dress watches will be worn for that particular reason. Mm -hmm. What I think now is just, you know, you want to wear a dress watch because you just simply love it and uh, you want to wear it and admire it, so... What would be fascinating to me is to see like, and we can't use Instagram to mm -hmm. see like what people, the popularity of a particular type of watch, but mm -hmm. it would be interesting to see like what sales revenues, you know, how various brands and and you'll have some brands like, um, Vacheron who mm -hmm. they only, will they, they mostly will, sell overseas. So again, so there's my point. Like if you look at Patek, what are they normally selling? If you look at IWC, <laughs> what are they normally selling? And so my, my thought process is... AP, what do they sell? Yeah, Royal Oak. So to me, it's like, are we getting away from the dress watch as a society? Are we getting away? Mm -hmm. Listen, Rolex, they're not, you know, they're not knocking outdoors by going ahead and selling Cellinis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, no. And that's the thing. Again, it's also like, and we live in Florida, so we don't dress in Florida. And as a, um, someone who works in the industry, you learn that very quickly. So first, I'm French, and mm -hmm. I could not conceive... Wait, you're French? <laughs> right? Just kidding. I know. It, it, you can't really hear it with my accent. Like, yeah, you know, it's, no. You can barely tell. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I heard, like, Russian. I heard German. I heard, like, everything. <laughs> Russian? Um, <laughs> yeah, Some people were like, are you coming from that country? And I'm like, well, that country doesn't really exist anymore, but that's okay. Um, yeah. So um, <laughs> I could not conceive that you could walk into a watch store not well-dressed. Mm -hmm. Like it was something like 
out of my mind. Like, what? You're buying a Cartier wearing shorts and uh, flip-flops? What? That's like ultimate insult because that's not my, my culture. That's not how I was raised. Um, but you were in Florida. And so very quickly you learn that people here on vacation or it's very hot and humid and people want to be comfortable. They're wearing suit all the time for work. Finally, they're in Florida and they're just relaxing. So they're coming, they're buying whatever they want to buy. And most of the time, it's not a dress watch here in Florida. And I know, for example, I'm saying Vacheron Constantin. Yes, that's what we were saying the most. And that's where the demand is the highest in, in the overseas, at least the last time. I was directly concerned. But they still sell a lot of uh, what they call pièces uniques, so one-of-a-kind timepieces, like special order almost. Mm -hmm. They sell a lot of you know patrimony, traditional, but I don't think they do, I mean, not so much in Florida. And it's true, if you want to buy a really nice watch, you're not going to buy that in Florida. You'll visit New York if you have money and you're traveling all the time anyway. So you're going to visit New York and it's, you're going to, you know, feel that vibe and, and that spirit. And then you're most likely to splurge on something dressier, something, sure. you know, with different design codes than if you're in Florida where we're just like, well, uh, let me get something, you know, big and bold. And if you're in Miami, you'll forget about it. Then you want colors, you want diamonds, you want bling, you want things that, you know, shine from a mile away. So, um, yes, I mean, to answer your question again, probably, because I keep talking, <laughs> I think we're going away a little bit, or at least we're not wearing it the same way. What do you think? So that's interesting. I, I'm, I'm going to answer that question, yeah. but like, that's interesting. You mentioned something because you were on the other side of the table, right? So mm -hmm. you were, yeah. you were an AD and, you know, you hear a lot of people on the not necessarily the forums, but you see it a lot on Facebook and a lot of the Facebook groups that they complain mm -hmm. that, you know, the AD never took them seriously. And, and, you know, does that, is there just a normal reaction then for ADs not to take somebody seriously if they're just wearing t-shirts and shorts and they're wanting to like look at Rolexes? If they're, I wouldn't say, so there's ADs and there's also sales associates. Okay. And so ADs, you can't really generalize it uh, as you know um mm -hmm. like not every i mean an 80 is kind of like a brand uh yes they have a philosophy and a certain way of doing things that you might like more or might like less not all salespeople are equal it's like a personality thing you will get along more with someone um than someone else uh regardless i mean it's not personal right then there's also why those sales associates you know are doing this job is it because, you know, they really are after the money and they're, you know, sales? Uh, it depends. It depends on so many factors. And, yeah, I've been as, as an AD. Um, I've, I've seen, because I love um, going to watch doors, regardless mm. of, yeah. like, because I'm not an AD anymore, right? So, I mean, right. I mean, but regardless. And before, I would take notes. Um, for example, um, I've always been really blown away by the IWC service. Uh, they were always so engaging, so fun. Even the um, security, you know, officer at the front, uh, you know, of, of the store would open the door, they would crack jokes. We would mm -hmm. have like, uh, you'd feel so welcome. And um, so I'd, I don't know, that's something that kind of like struck me. Well, other 
brands might be a little bit more formal, a little bit more, you know, like traditional in their like appearance and the way they are talking to you. And um, so some people, yeah, did not take me seriously at all, um, yeah, for and sure. I think, and I think that's challenging sometimes. So if you're a younger guy and you're a newer collector, if I was to share a little bit of advice, just mm -hmm. go in there. Yeah looking like you you know because a lot of times sales associates will try to qualify you and they'll yeah. try to look at you and see hey you know what can this person really spend x number of dollars the first thing they'll do they'll look at your shoes the second thing they'll do they'll look at your wrist and that's right. something they might not even realize they're doing it but that's right. something that they'll but, do and, and they're qualifying moment. your you as a um potential sale and so i hate saying it but like sometimes if you're wanting to, this is going to sound horrible, but if you're wanting to be treated seriously, sometimes you kind of have to play the game. I hate, I hate saying that. Well, and the thing is that you don't, it's not on you. And that's because uh, we had that conversation recently with a, another watch collector, right? This mm -hmm. is not on the client. It's on the sales associate. That's his job. And my, one of my former boss used to tell me people by people. It's, it's true. It couldn't be more true because in the end, why you, there's something that you really like. Why are you going to pull the trigger or why aren't you? Sometimes you just feel that connection and you just feel good and it's just the right moment or you're like, it's, it's the right person. And so, yes, and if they don't take you seriously because you're not wearing a watch or you're wearing, I don't know, something that, you know, they have a judgment on or something that they don't even know because it could be that too. And if they're not taking the time to be respectful, to greet you, to ask you a question, and there's some probing questions that, yeah, they're like, well, I mean, they're going to see if uh, they want to know if, if I have, you know, the financial mean or if I'm serious enough to buy. But sometimes it's also just to know you. Mm -hmm. It's just to like, <clears throat> and my favorite question is always, what do you have in your collection? Yep. Because it tells you so much about the, the person and then you can direct them or simply have a conversation and, in, you know, in conversation just to, you know, talk and, and have, you know, an exchange of, of ideas, of taste. And uh, that says a lot. And um, I don't know. Take your, yeah, take your time. If you don't feel it, um, well, then just walk out. And it's okay. Yeah. And some guys are like, well, I'm not going to be in that store. It's just, you know, too formal and it's not my mean. And I, you know, uh, this is too expensive for me. And they just kind of look like cold in there. Well, first, so what? Just go in, try whatever you want. Ask if you can take photos because it's always, you know, respectful. And some uh, stores have different policies. But yeah, post them on Instagram and have a conversation. Even if that person feels like, you know, give you the look or just makes you feel like you don't belong. Well, then, you know, you can continue your little tour. Fine. Uh, they're not, you're not wasting their time. You are not because that's what they do. And that's it. I remember having this conversation. Yeah. You and I had, you know, it was the pleasure of meeting one of our friends out there yes. in the watch community and um, we're not going to mention his name but we had a great time talking about uh, watches mm -hmm. and we have had some coffee and stuff like that and yeah. one of the things he said was he was not necessarily intimidated but he didn't feel comfortable about going to like the ad to try on various watches and i'm like 
dude, you just got to go in there and try it and try to see if you can make a connection with somebody Mm -hmm. because there are going to be a handful of sales associates in the store. One of them might have that connection that you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if there isn't, Hey, there's another AD. Somewhere. There's another AD. Yeah. And you know what? You don't have to feel bad if, if they feel like they're wasting their time because they're not selling. Well, then they're probably in the wrong place um, because right. it's before. And, and, you know, I mean, the most important is really it's a passion thing. Mm-hmm. So if you see they don't have that passion and they're not even interested to like understand you. Well, you know what? That's on them. That's that's not on you. But I feel it's so, so sad and I felt this way, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I would apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm not here to buy. I'm just, you know, a, a watch fan. And, you know, I also work in the industry. So please, I'm just here to look. Uh, but, you know, if there's another client, please just go ahead. And But I would never, you know, feel bad if someone would come in and just was genuinely interested. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, there's like a difference between, you know, going every day, staying like, you know, five hours and... But once in a while, I mean, and the collection doesn't change that fast anyway. So, right. um, but it's it's normal. I mean, that's why we're here. We're otherwise you just go online and just you know, order it, try it on at home, and just send it back if you don't like it. That's not how it's supposed to be. And you never know. You never know who you're gonna meet. Uh, there's you know watch. Oh, there's watch nerds out there too. I mean, uh, so you can meet some friends like, you know, you and I, we developed that friendship and uh, never feel sorry. Just, just go have fun, try things on and uh, yeah, have fun. Really? Yeah, totally. And, and the reality is, cause I'm in sales too, different industry, Mm -hmm. but like my focus is to make sure that the customer is taken care of. Yeah. And if they're not doing that, it's the wrong sales associate for you. Yeah. They're not making you feel like you're getting your answers addressed, it's not the right sales associate no. for you. And, so, and and that's that's okay. Sometimes it's not mean on either side. It's just like there's no chemistry there. It's fine. Hey, Leslie, let's get back to dress watches. Yes, Where are we? Like, <laughs> you I know, know right? Wh- one thing that I noticed about you versus me, and I'm not trying to compare, but like you have significantly more dress watches in your collection than I do. Do I? You do. Well, you're more into robust watches. Okay, hold on. I'm going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <Same>. You <laughs> did that on purpose. <laughs> I hope everybody's out there drinking too. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> that, that was a nice one. I put it, you know, I placed it just right. <laughs> Very well done. Yeah, no, it seems like you've got more dress watches than I do. I, you know, I'm thinking about it. Like if we talk about it, it's like, okay, you got a Ming, right? Mm-hmm. Get yeah. the Corona. Yeah, yeah. The Ming, I don't know. Is I guess I could wear it as a dress watch. I guess I could. It doesn't scream dressy as the 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 Corono, for uh-huh. example. The Corono, yes, for me it's very very dressy. My Jeger Lecoute Master Control, yes, dressy. very dressy. Reverso, same thing. Um, I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on the Reverso, yeah. but yeah. because oh yeah. Because, and here's why. Because you can change a strap around a little bit and yeah. maybe not make it as dressy. It could be like an everyday. But but let's count it as a dress watch because you wear it as a dress you watch. You can dress it down a you little. Can. That's true with the strap. But it's yeah. still like, especially mine, they call it the tuxedo dial. So mm-hmm. it's like you only have hours and minutes. And then you have a sort of um, 
kind of like a uh, rectangle at the mi- in the middle. It's kind of like a tapestry. Yes. Uh, Giyoshi. Giyoshi. And yeah. uh, so it's... And it's got the blue yeah. hands, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Wait, does it? Hold on. Of course it does. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Started scaring me there for I'm a second. Like, <laughs> wait a second. I had a doubt. No, of course it does. Yes. So Leslie just fact-checked me to see if I knew what oh the... Oh, my gosh. I'm, I, I haven't worn this one in, 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 in a while. Again, to go back to our topic of, yeah. Do we wear we a dress really watches this as often? Much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so, I mean, I see... So, for me, like, my dress watches, if I was to really pick hard at a dress watch in my collection... Mm-hmm. I really don't even think I have a bona fide dress watch. You say it's the, you say it's the Grand Seiko GMT. I think that's an everyday watch. I really do. I think okay. that I think that the quartz is an everyday watch. I personally mm-hmm. don't think I have a true all-out dress watch. I wear some of these watches mm-hmm. when I'm dressed up in suits. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you out there too, like we talked a little bit about. Um, and I'd love to hear the comments on this, but you know, Leslie talked about uh, French cuffs, and I don't wear French Ooh. cuffs, but I do wear pocket squares. And so, Ooh, I like. Well, that's that's a guy thing. We don't have anything. Yeah, but so to me, it's, but that. like ladies wear scarves sometimes, so yeah. it's kind of just a, a just a a signature move to add a little. Did bit I of, tell you I collect MS scarves too? You know, we were talking about the collecting jeans and. So yeah, like the Hermes Scar- scarves. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hermes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, you you do have links and scarves for me too. Well, no, I've Ooh. seen some of the posts, and I, of course, I've seen you like in person, like with all of those beautiful scarves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, but that's awesome. Bucket squares. I I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but so to me, it's like I really mm-hmm. don't have a dress watch. Okay. I don't think a bona fide dress watch. Okay. I used to is have there, a, yeah. I used to have a Nomos, actually, mm-hmm. the Orion, which could have been a dress watch. Yeah. And uh, I didn't wear it as much, and I found a good home for it. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Right. So, it's cool. Yeah. Are you like? Is it like a style that just speaks to you too? Because I know we were talking about like two in particular, that uh, you were kind of like going back and forth, right? Yeah. So if there, so if I was to add a true bona fide dress watch into my collection. The types of dress watches that catch my eye mm-hmm. are like the Vacheron Constantin, the traditional. It's the 38 millimeter. It's the one, it's manual winding. Mm-hmm. I love manual winds. Yeah. Um, and it's just a very basic. It's got the sub dial in the, sec, in the six o'clock. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then another one would be like the Jeje Le Coult. It would be like the Master Ultra Thin Small Second. So it's got, mm-hmm. again, it's got that small sub dial in there with the Mm -hmm. seconds and um to me that's just kind of a plain basic watch i i have tried uh the patek philippe um Mm -hmm. 5196 that for me personally and i know i'm wearing a 36 millimeter watch right now but for whatever reason that patek philippe at 37 it wasn't as exciting to me because of the fact that this is just my opinion please don't write hateful comments (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You can write the hateful comments. I got thick skin. I'll take it. But um, no, so for me, what I didn't like about it was you can't see the movement. 
of oh, that yeah. of the Patek Philippe, the fifty one ninety six. Well, because some of them will have you can replace the back. No, um, I think there might be a different reference model that can do that. But okay. the, from my understanding, with that particular uh, with that particular model, the mm-hmm. movement is actually significantly smaller than what the case allows. Oh, when you okay. look at a Jeje Lacoult, when you look at the master, um, when you look at that master ultra thin, or you look at the traditional, mm-hmm. man, the the back of those things, it's just absolutely uh, stunning. Yeah, and when it comes to, especially the manual wound, or even even automatic, because sometimes they do beautiful work on that rotor. Yes, it's yes. just such a shame because they signature open. stamp it right with the. Mm, yeah, yeah. The Jeje Lacoult. It's such stamp. a shame if. Uh, if they don't uh, show the movement, really. Okay, so if price was no object, though, <laughs> and and it's not even, it's actually quite a conservative, because it's not like you guys know I'm not all about the complication, right? I'm a pretty mm-hmm. simple guy, but there's something about that Alanga Unzona, the Lange one, like, and the other two, I'm cool with like um, mm-hmm. a pink gold. But the Lange one, I like it just in yellow gold. Mm-hmm. And there's something about those big dates, that pusher that moves the date around. And it's yeah. just, if you flip that thing around too, man, that case back is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a manual wind. Yeah. And um, if I'm not mistaken, that particular watch actually splits the difference between the JLC and the Vacheron because it's a 38.5 millimeter. So it's kind of like right in the middle between the two. I... I would want it to see them on your wrist, honestly. Agree. Yeah, I would really, because they're, you know, the three of them are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. But sometimes it really sparks something. Mm-hmm. And um, for having tried many times uh, the, the Vacheron Constantin and the Gégère Le Coutre, I would say between, so between the two that you know you were mentioning the traditional would be my first pick. It just wears so well. I love that case shape, the angles, like the different polishing, the manual wound. It's absolutely gorgeous on. But if you're asking me to choose between this one and the ultra thin master control with the moon phase, oh, okay. then I would go with the moon phase because there's just something that's on my wrist just sparks something different and a little stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Vacheron Constantin is extremely sophisticated. And, and it's, like its name says, it's traditional and, and the design codes and uh, the size is beautiful. It's smaller, it's thin. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not, you won't... Honestly, I have never seen anyone wearing it on. Yeah. And uh, well, in Florida, leather, right. too, you don't really you know. see a lot of people wearing leather. That's right. Um, you have to and, put it on a NATO. Yeah. Yeah. And the, <laughs> Just right? Kidding. On a NATO. <laughs> well, um, Blue Shark, if you're listening. Right, right. Got some deals. Got some deals. <laughs> We're ready. Um so, uh, yeah, and just, just for the record, the Jeje Lacoult, the one that I, I, I would love to put in my collection is also in gold. It's, it's, yeah. it's an impression metal. It's not because yeah, they make yeah, it in yeah. steel too. Yes, um, they do. They do. So, but for me, it's kind of, if I'm going to shoot for the dress watch, I'm probably just going to, so yeah, sink, I want to see them on home. your, on your wrist really, okay. because it's going to be instantly, I think you'll know. 
I really think you'll know. Yeah. yeah. They are different enough that it's, uh, yeah, you'll know. You know, there are cities out there in the world that are cool to go to because they have all of these uh, ADs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And a city that always comes to mind, and I like this place. I'm not a gambler at all. I work too hard for my money, but I love going to Vegas. I love to people watch. The food is amazing out there. I love watching shows. And dang, you can like, you can spend days just going through the various watch shops everywhere. And so you could, you could pick up or you could at least see those three different Mm -hmm. dress watches all in an afternoon. It's pretty cool. You could honestly, you could do that in Miami, the design district. I think you used to be able to do that in the design district. I want to say one of the stores, and I don't want to say it because I don't have confirmation, but I think one of them shut down due to the pandemic. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know because they they had the three literally right like on one side you had Gégard Le Coutre and uh, Longue, Mm -hmm. and then just across you had Vacheron, right? And then you had like all the other Panerai, IWC, Piaget, Bulgari, Mine. And I don't want to. I don't want to put any negative press if I'm wrong. Yeah. But I think okay. one of the one of the brands unfortunately got shut down due to the pandemic. Oh well, that sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. So Vegas, but hey, if you need an excuse to go, not right? that we need to. Although I've never been, I don't know why. Wait, you've never been down there? No. In the design district? No, design district. Yes, but okay. not in Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Oh no, yeah, design yeah. district. Yes. Quite I was going to say times. like yeah. 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 Um, but no, not Vegas. I, it's it's funny. I wanted to get married in Vegas. I mm. wanted to be that cliche, like let's get drunk and yeah. And well, get married by um, like Elvis or something. I don't know <laughs> something crazy. Like I don't know. Bring it on. I, I would have been drunk anyway. So that's uh, awesome. <laughs> I, don't, I think it's like it would have been fun and exciting and different. Yeah. Well, not that different because I guess a lot of people do that. But um. Yeah, but no, um, I ended up like agreeing to a traditional one, so uh, it was fun too. That's but cool. yeah, Vegas is like, I don't know, the place where, yeah, things are crazy or things used to be crazy. I don't know right now. but Yeah, um, I don't know either right now, but I, I would think that they still stay open late and yeah. you know, still stuff to do. But so um, I'm curious, like if there were if there were dress watches that you would be interested in adding to your collection, what yes. would those be? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Your answer is yes. yes okay, I'll take that up. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so I think because I think you went with three, right? Without really like deciding on that. I did. What did you have to do? Three. What did you have to do to your list? Scratch four out? <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, I started with two and then I was like, oh, I need to find another one. Okay. And then I found like 10 other ones. So no, I'll, I'll stick to three. <laughs> You can do however number uh, like I'm not limiting you. Do whatever you want. Damn it. Uh well, dress watch. Um first and I know this is where we probably won't really agree on, um but that's okay. As a dress watch and I don't see this watch as anything else than being a dress watch. And I know it wasn't designed for that. Definitely. It is the Blancpain 50 Fathom in black, uh, the regular, you know, classic. Mm-hmm. Um, the classic diver? White indices. <laughs> yes, the classic diver, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but no, it looks dressy. Like, that's um, so, um, 
that sapphire bezel yes. and 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 uh, sapphire crystal, that shiny black. It, it makes me think, honestly, when I see it, it makes me think of of a, a Saint Laurent suit with like you know, Louboutin black patent uh, leather shoes. That's what I see. That's the honestly, that's how I would wear this watch. I like the way you match the shoes already. That's pretty cool. <laughs> of course, I have to match the shoes. <laughs> no, you know the one that the one that I look at with Blancpain is the um, the Bath Escape. To me, that's the dressier one between the two. Oh, maybe because the the bezel thinner. I think it's just because of the case size and shape. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for me, that well, it doesn't really speak to me that much. But I see why because it's thinner and mm-hmm. it's just. No, the other one was that shiny black. So nice. I'll, I'll oh. give you that. I, I'll give you that. It is the <laughs> dressiest diver it's out there. So if you want to call it a dress watch, Leslie. It's so dressy. I'd love to wear this thing. That's <gasps> awesome. Yeah. 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 So that would be my first one. That's one. Then uh, second one. Ah, Second one would be the malt. The, but the men's size. Right. Okay. So manual wound, white gold. And, uh, you know, you wear it with a... In white gold? Yeah. I don't think they make it in in steel anyway. Oh, I don't know. Um, But yeah, I would wear it in white gold. I've had it on um, before. And I know a lot of people really don't feel any attraction for it. Mm -hmm. But I was completely fell in love with it. Uh, I I mean, I I keep looking, you know, once in a while to see if I can find like a reasonably priced... I mean, according to my budget, right. one in, um, you know, Prion, one would be totally fun with Prion. It's, uh, I don't know, on my wrist, it's just, yeah, speaks to me. So that would be um, nice. the second one. Yeah. And third one, <clears throat> it, it would be a Cartier and uh, it would be a, a Tank. And I've hesitated, right, um, between the Tank Francaise, the Tank Louis Cartier, they make the Tank American and the Tank Centré. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, basically one, and, and I think I would go with the Louis Cartier because it's the kind of like most original, like the original uh, design. Right. And it's not too, Tank Francaise is more square. Tank Louis Cartier is a little bit, more, I mean, it's more rectangular. And then you have the American tank, which is like an elongated rectangle, and tank centre, which is even thinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tank centre is absolutely gorgeous. But I think I would have to go with the tank Louis Cartier in uh, yellow gold with a manual wound movement. That's cool with the manual one, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So there we go. We're at three. Nice three. Well, that's a nice. good choice. You know, I, oh, I, thank I, you. I was looking at um, the ones that I picked, and like, yeah. all of them are kind of pricey. I'm <laughs> just like... Dressy, so yeah, yeah, and it's probably in precious metal too. No, they're all in precious metal. They're all over mm-hmm. fifteen thousand, as high as thirty-five thousand. Okay. I'm just kind of thinking, like, look if at I, you. I know I'm pulling a Leslie. <laughs> 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 I say that endearingly, of course, but of course. <laughs> but um, but I was <laughs> thinking, like, funny. if I was to have, you know, if I was to kind of be a more realistic budget, mm-hmm. right? So if yeah. I was looking at $5,000 or something like that, which is still a lot of money, but if you're yeah. looking at like um, something in still precious metal and something in that's around 5000 you know, I see a lot of guys out there and ladies mm-hmm. that are going vintage. Yeah. And they're pulling it off with like mm-hmm. older IWC uh, timepieces, some of the caliber 89s that are just a manual wine. They're mm-hmm. a very conservative. I think they're like 36 or 37. The Portofino is absolutely 
Portofino. That those are great too. And and realistically, even the even the Nomos, right? So they they come mm-hmm. up with some great timepieces. I don't think you can get a precious metal for under the five thousand, but I know that you can pull off manual wines and even automatics mm-hmm. for under five thousand with that. And right. Nomos makes a great. They make a great watch. They do, yeah, they really do. Um, Richard Lecoutre with their master control also makes mm-hmm. it's it's in the six thousand something like that in yeah. steel. Uh, Reverso also, I think it's around sixty six hundred. I haven't checked the prices in so long, but um, you can find some very beautiful and in that category, you know, dress watches for for a reasonable price. So yeah, yeah but we. Which one are you uh, are you picking, then? Which are your three? Uh, no, the one the three would be like the Gigi Lacour, yeah. the the Vacheron, and the the, the Longue. Okay, yeah. but but nice. here's, the, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not a dress watch guy, really. If I was to do a special piece like that, I would just mm-hmm. you know get kind of crazy and and pick something up like that just to have it in my collection. I probably wouldn't wear it as often. Yeah, uh, some of the other pieces. So there would be a special occasion piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I I think back. You know, we 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 define dress watches by our mm-hmm. definition, right? Everybody's yeah. got their own definition. I would love to hear our listeners' definition on dress watches. Is it because that's what the category is when you look at the brand, or is it that's how it was first, you know, launched? Mm-hmm. You know, is it? There's so many different ways to look at it, but. We as a society, and you and I have had this conversation before, we as a society love to stratify everything. We like to categorize. We like to go ahead and say, this is this, this is that. And sometimes I love the beauty of a hybrid, like a watch that is a certain thing, defined Mm -hmm. as a certain thing, but it can be worn in different ways. Similarly Mm -hmm. to that gold Submariner that you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's a dive watch, mm-hmm. but you you could pull it off as a dress watch. Yeah, definitely. And and you bring a super interesting point about our listeners because they are from all over the world. Yes. And what we consider dressy here are, is completely different than what someone else will be considered dressy. And uh, I know, for example, Europeans wear much smaller watches mm-hmm. and much thinner and what they like is different, uh, or, or what they would wear as a dress watch is very different than what we would wear here. Is and in the U.S., you know, north, south, east, west, uh, it's also very, very different. And then we're talking about Asia, and in Asia, oh, yeah. true. Well, that's also very different. Sizes are much smaller too. Everything is a little dressier, more elegant, more sophisticated. I don't want to say everything or everyone. But in general, from from what I've seen, um, both you know um, when I worked or you know when I traveled also to to Asia, I, it's it's different. So I would told I would be so interested in knowing, yes, what what our audience think of that or what they would consider being you know this or that or you know if they agree or don't or yeah, yeah. and it, that's so true. It's such a global, it's a universal topic, and I guess. I was to take a take-home message out of this. You can wear whatever you want. It doesn't have to so be true. a dress watch with however. And you can wear shorts and a t-shirt with your dress watch. If you have that 
FP Jorn that you just want to rock out in a pair of shorts mm-hmm. and a t-shirt. Yeah. And definitely. pair of flip-flops. I'm not mentioning any names, but like, if you want to do that, tear it up. Do it. Please. Yeah. And that's why it's awesome right now because we yeah. kind of do whatever we want. And, and I think that things like this pandemic have allowed us to change. Mm-hmm. They've kind of allowed us to change how we think about different things. So true. I mean, so true. The fact that we're home all the time kind of like changes our habits mm-hmm. or at least home more often. Right. Um, we don't really attend uh, events. Uh, we know like weddings or um, parties or anything like, you know, cocktail events or cocktail evenings. We, d- we don't do that uh, almost at all anymore. And that's where we would want to dress up. And I know... I, I heard that a lot, uh, especially from, um, I mean, I mean, it was extremely respectful, right? But the older generation, mm-hmm. they were used to that. They would, you know, be all decked out, especially the ladies. They're, that's Absolutely. when they will wear out their, all their jewelry and they would go out to find, you know, like a dress. And then they would realize, oh, my gosh, well, my earrings don't fit my dress. So I need a new, a new pair of this or that. And, and the guys, well, I mean, a suit is, is, is a suit. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know your stuff, you realize not really, but uh, you don't really go as crazy as with the ladies' outfit. Um, so you would splurge on a watch because you don't really change your jewelry. You have your wedding ring and that's pretty much it. So then you'll splurge on your on a watch and, and you have this event, well, let me buy a new watch. And they would kind of complain about this because they're like, yeah. And it was pre-pandemic, right? But they'd be like, well, I don't have any places to go. My jewelry is in my safe or it's at the bank and... Why would I buy more jewelry? I'm not even wearing what I have right now. And no, there's there's no point. And I would, I mean, when things kind of return to normal, right? I would want that too. I yeah. would want to have those evenings where you, you go out with friends, right? But you dress up and you pay attention to what you're wearing. I'm not saying, you know, ball gowns or anything like that. Although why not? But it's nice to be well-dressed once in a while. You know, you spend your, your afternoon just getting ready, go to the spa, you have your hair done, your makeup, and then you, you just, you know, look at your little treasure box with all your jewelry and your watches. And, and I don't know, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a me time where yeah. you, um, yeah, get ready. And, and, well, mm-hmm. Leslie, even, even back in the day when... People used to fly, right? They would get dressed up to go fly, right? You'd put yeah. the suit on and, and everything, and you'd be yeah. a little bit more dressed out. Now it's like a sweatsuit yes. <laughs> and a pair of sneakers. And, and, and I've, maybe I've shorts. felt that. And, and um, I mean, I'm, I'm rather young still. Mm-hmm. I used to travel like that. I used to travel with a dress and maybe not high heels, but, I, you know, I had flats, and I was, you know, very well-dressed, and I would take this as an adventure and... Uh, it was really great. And it was just well, going back to Europe and see my family and, you know, things like that. But, you know, you take the plane and you just feel like, you know, that vibe of traveling, you feel good. Yeah. Well, now I'm like, why am I even going to bother with this, honestly? And I'm wearing, you know, like sports clothes and and I look like a mess and I don't care. Um, but 
I'm not dressing it up for others and I didn't dress for others, but I would dress for me. But I was more in that mood. And now, well, no one is anymore. So why even caring and why even even being like remotely uncomfortable? So. Yeah. So for me, I, I don't mean to be a fashionista or anything. I do like fashion. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. that there are a lot of our male listeners out there that are into fashion as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so when I do different things i do kind of like dressing up i mean oh, i don't nice. mind wearing a suit and and if i do fly if i mm-hmm. even so sometimes i'm flying for work but even if i'm mm-hmm. not like family and i are going out to vacation mm-hmm. i'm still kind of not dressed yeah. like dress dress but at least like you know yeah. i'm not wearing like sweatpants yeah no i am I'm, like I'm traveling with like a uh, three-year-old so i need to be able to run fast <laughs> nice <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. That's like, uh, will I, it, it's like my question. Will it allow me to run fast? Yes. No. Yes. Okay. I can wear that. Good. <laughs> that's the way I'm going. <laughs> that's funny. They sneak up on you. You don't see it coming. <laughs> Boom, and they're gone. Can I give mm-hmm. you a tip? Yes. Always. They only get faster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just say it. Thank you. No problem. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you listeners out there can relate. They just get faster. And as we get older, we get more tired. <laughs> it's like I'm not even not chasing I have, need to have the clothes and I need to have the training too. Okay. Right. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. I'll, hey, they keep, it, it, it keeps me in, in, you know, in, in check and, and yeah. Totally. This, this has been a very interesting episode because <laughs> we have gone tangential. It's like. Well, we talked about travel. We and talked gear about in some we, ways. We right? did talk about travel. We talked about gear. We talked about uh, watches. We did talk about a bunch. We talked about ads. We talked about a bunch of different yes. things. This is cool. Um, did like you want to add any other topic to the conversation? <laughs> Just give me a few seconds. I'll come up with one. <laughs> oh, I think I think we're we're good for this episode. That's um, awesome. That's yeah, awesome. we'll we'll keep the rest for the following one. Okay. Well. First of all, thank you for your time this evening, Leslie, thank to you. talk with me about this stuff. And Always, always. Yeah. And I can't wait to uh, see those watches on your wrist and in your watch box, honestly. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah um, please. And uh, so, guys, thank you so much for listening and spending time with us on Bezel Banter. Please hit the show notes for more details and links. You can follow us on Instagram. Leslie is at Ladies Wrist, and I'm at Ernesto Guapo 72 And, of course, you can follow the show at at bezel banter media if you have any questions for us please feel free to reach out to us on bezel banter at gmail.com and please subscribe and review wherever you find your podcast because it truly helps us out additionally you can grab this episode and other episodes at www.bezelbanter.com thanks again and we look forward to catching up with you next week on another episode of bezel banter thank you so much thank you thank you